think I'm coming down from all the coffee I had this morning. Can you guys carry the show for me? Do our best. You're a fearless leader. <laughs> you got to bring the energy. Can you just fake okay. it till we make it? Till all of us oh, yeah. It? Oh, I'll do that. That's, okay, cool. That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, you can fade mid-show or whatever, but like just okay. come out loud and proud and whatever you... Okay. <laughs> okay. That was the wrong... <laughs> you know what? I'll do it for you. Okay. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbelievable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 1st, 2023. This is episode 622. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss, well, two weeks five of 5-1 five and one Pacers basketball with games against Boston, Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta, Cleveland, and the Clippers. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Good to see you guys. It's been too long. Uh, shout out to 2023. We are living in the future. <laughs> and from... Where, where are you where are you located these days i'm in Asheville. you're in Asheville. okay still I, live uh, here yeah okay okay good 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 um well i know you your uh your travel got uh got wanged up i didn't know if you uh they spit you out at the, in the right place so <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm here Asheville, north carolina it's uh our in-house bartender mix up the drinks and the crappy jingles john colson what is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year! Uh, we haven't we haven't talked uh, for a while, uh, fans and uh, and team. This is really exciting time. Uh, I think twenty twenty three may be the best year ever. <laughs> I'm not saying for everything, but maybe for the Pacers. Maybe. Well, before we get into that discussion. I'd like to remind listeners they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables and support our show for as little as a dollar per month. Shout-out to the new patron, John, last name withheld. (laughs) Shout-out. Shout-out. It definitely wasn't me. I don't have any money. That's true. That's true. 
Alright guys, so yeah, we had missed recording some last week. It was uh, you know, for the holiday and traveling and all that sort of good stuff. So we've got a week and a half of basketball to, to talk about. Uh, like I mentioned at the top, it was a 5-1 and one week or weeks of, of basketball. And it's really looking gonna be like it's going to be real hard not to make the playoffs. And <laughs> I'm getting a little bit worried about that. But here we are. Uh, first game that we were going to talk about this week was uh, a game against the Boston Celtics. And this was Wednesday, December 21st. Pacers win this one 117-112. We're supposed to lose this game. You know, Boston <laughs> is you know fantastic this season. Yeah, they're like you know, the first. best team in the East. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were in Boston, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we decided to go ahead and win that one anyway. They looked good doing it. You know, Tyrese Halliburton has 33 points. <laughs> Neesmith, 15. Uh, Miles Turner with 10. Uh, but a pretty good, a pretty good, just a pretty good team effort, I think, on this one. Uh, I think standouts, you know, uh, on the Boston side, Jason Tatum rocked 41 points. Jalen Brown, 19 and 10. And off the bench, uh, former Pacer Malcolm Brogdon gets 18, and Robert Williams the third, six points and 12 boards off the bench. We'll talk a lot about a little bit this one later, but you know Pacers beat the number one team in the East. Later that week, Pacers travel to Miami again. These are on the road, and Pacers beat the Miami Heat Friday, December 23rd, 111 to 108. You know, big win at the buzzer. It's great. <laughs> this one was uh, Tyrese Halliburton going off the chain, uh, forty-three <sighs> points, and he was he was some special. Game. Ten yeah, threes, absolutely. Yeah, ten just, threes. Just <laughs> Buddy Heald, twenty-one points, and Jalen Smith off the bench with fourteen. And I think from the from the Miami side, it was uh, mostly their starters. Tyler Hero, 28. Butler, 20. Uh, Kyle Lowry, 21. Bam Adebayo, 18. Uh, Caleb Martin did not join that party. He had uh, 19 minutes and zero points. Hmm. And this was just super exciting. It was it was a, a, a great win by the team, and, and uh, it was Halliburton's night for sure. Headed into this week, the, the Pacers... On Monday, December 26th, uh, this one is the the end of their road trip, and they lose this one to the New Orleans Pelicans, 93-113. They look good early-ish, and then uh, never recover. The standouts, I guess, would be Benedict Matherin from the bench uh, with 15 points. That's about all I got there. Yeah, we got rolled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Pacers head back home, playing Atlanta, Tuesday, December twenty seventh, and they win the they beat them bad, one twenty nine, one fourteen. It really, they won every quarter except the third, which they tied. Uh, this one was not in question. Pacers looking great. Buddy Heald, rocking twenty eight points, Halliburton twenty three, Turner eighteen. 
Also, shout out to Buddy Heel getting his nine boards. From the Hawks side, John Collins, 26, is the, uh, and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich, 18 points. Next game, Thursday, December 29th. Pacers taking on the Cavaliers. Cavaliers are, you know, they're ahead of us in their standings. They're a quality basketball team. And Pacers win this one. And coming back late in the game to seal this one. 135-126. And we're going to talk about Buddy Heald. I think this is the game he makes the three-pointer three seconds into the game off the tip-off. I think this was the fastest three-pointer since in the play-by-play era, since like the 96-97 season. Uh, three seconds in. It was actually the tip was won by Cleveland. and the, He just grabbed it, uh, yeah. He, yeah, it went right to healed. He turned around and shot a three, which was great. Uh, do you know who he beat uh, by being the fastest uh, three-pointer in NBA history? I was not able to. Mm-hmm. I was really having trouble. There was a lot of like uh, conflicting reports around this one because I think it was uh, – what, what did you see? Uh, what I heard is that uh, he beat Reggie Miller by point like seven seconds. And okay. uh, we have the number one and two – quickest three-pointers uh, to start a game in NBA history as a franchise. Hmm. That's what I heard. But, Sounds you know, tricky. again, I've got no proof, so I'm just going to spread my lies willy-nilly. <laughs> but, yes, so, but he healed 25 points. Halliburton, 29, 9 assists. Aaron Smith with 22, and Benedict Mathern, 23 off the bench. Donovan Mitchell, the top scorer on Cleveland with 28 points. Jared, Jared Allen had a, a solid 19 and 14, but not enough to take down the Pacers. And the icing on the cake, New Year's Eve afternoon game, Saturday, December 31st. At home, Pacers take on the overrated L.A. Clippers. Let's say. <laughs> And this was a tight one. You know, the Pacers uh, uh, really didn't. They didn't have a. I don't know, they didn't have a, a strong showing the whole game, and but they did. They never let it got too far away. It was it was tight. I was I was a little worried about this one, but they came back. They came back late, and uh, uh, they finished this one off. And it was actually a little bit closer than it sounds. Like I said, it's one thirty one, one thirty. It was you know PG hits a, a a pointless three, you know to to finish the game. He loves pointless stats. He's mm-hmm. big yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean so. I, was, I think what yeah, you, I, uh, Joe, I think you sent in Slack. Uh, Paul George forty five points and a loss, totally on brand. Yeah, they were. I think that sounds about right. <laughs> I mean he's uh, he's won nothing and uh, he's got a lot of good. <laughs> He's got a, his his stats are you know pretty good, but I think that's a good a good uh, measure for him where he is right now. Uh, Miles Turner came up big this game, thirty four points. Uh, Halliburton twenty four. I mean this was there's a pretty good contribution across the board here. Uh, Buddy Heald with eighteen, Aaron e. Smith sixteen, and and Mad- Matherin fifteen off the bench. And, and this it, PG did have forty five points, and Kawhi Leonard uh, uh, played thirty five minutes that day 24 points anyway it's a lot of basketball it, it's it's 
I mean, these are good teams, and the Pacers won five of those games. I don't know. There's there's a lot going on here. You know, there's there's some discussion we need to have later about what the heck this team is doing. You know, we we were. Uh, I, I mean, I think we're 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 looking like we're trying to win games. You know, and it's a little <laughs> bit concerning, but to me, yeah. um, they're trying to like build this winning culture or whatever. But like, you know. Jason, you know this was this was this was good. This was good fun basketball against quality teams. I think Colson, what you said this was the the, the holidays. Was that right? Like, well, yeah. So I had uh, I think during our schedule pod, I I was looking at the schedule and I saw this stretch that was going to happen right around Christmas through New Year's. It was about a three week stretch where we were going to be playing playoff teams on the road, and we were going to lose all those games, and this was going to take us from playing around 500 ball, which is what we were doing. Uh, and I, my predictions were looking great. And, um, you know, we were going to drop five of six. And instead, what we did is won five of six. This is, this is insane. This is insane. Very unexpected. And super duper fun. I mean, these guys are playing really high quality basketball. I mean, like you said, these are, these are not slouch teams. I mean, some of them, we caught them on off nights, you know, like the Celtics or whatever, and they tried to rally, but we actually, the, the Pacers actually made some key plays on the stretch of that game to win it and put it out of reach. Uh, that game against Cleveland was incredible. It was tight the whole time. Pacers back and forth get a, a huge, huge slam from uh, Neesmith, Neesmith oh, uh, which beautiful. changed the momentum of that game. It did. And it changed the entire momentum of the game. Yeah. And we win that game, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, against the Clippers, you know, where, again, that's a team that's super good. They storm back and, you know, the Pacers sort of weather the storm, uh, make a couple plays down the stretch and win the game. Like They had everybody, too. It's like, you know, I mean, Paul George and... and uh, Kevin uh, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard like miss half the games. They both played in this one. Yeah. No. In fact, the only game where we, you know, got a break, quote unquote, because guys were missing things, was the New Orleans game where uh, Zion Williamson didn't play, and we got blowed we out in that game. Yeah. So, so please, Zion, play next time. <laughs> like, I guess we're done playing them for the year. But, uh, yeah, I am rapidly Colson coming over to the. Uh, let's win some basketball games and not, playoffs, not just get into baby. the playoffs, but make some noise. Playoffs, like you, you mentioned in Slack, like I could definitely take six or seven games of Cleveland, Indiana. Like the two games, I think they've played them twice so far this year. Yeah. And they both both those games really have been like super entertaining and competitive. And yeah, it was uh, uh, Spider Mitchell like one down the stretch in the first yep. game, and then we won this one. It was back and forth. Both of those games were back and forth the entire very tight game. the entire time. Yeah. yeah, can we do like a four five matchup or a three six matchup with them? I'm fine with that. Sure, why not a four five matchup? Wow, <laughs> I'm, I look the sky's the limit at this point. Like, this, okay, look this. I I I'm, I know this is gonna sound a little bit crazy, but. This week was transformative in the way that I thought about this team. The first half against Boston 
in Boston, the number one team in the East. We're we're talking about Jason Tatum as as an MVP, and we're talking about Boston as the favorites to win the title. We schooled them for the first half and into the third quarter. First I mean, third quarter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we it was it was. It was a schoolyard mentality. We were just having fun. We were embarrassing them. And they, like a good team, came back. But then Duarte hit two huge baskets down in the third. And Halliburton hit several huge clutch baskets in the fourth. And we kept them at bay. And that's the team that's at the top of the East. In their house. Yeah, with a crowd that was, like, in it. like Oh, it was super into it could sense blood when they were coming back and Tatum was catching fire. Yeah. And we still held on. Then we go to Miami who the week before had uh, demoralized our best player. It, it, it held Halliburton to one point and uh, kept us to a season low 85 points. It was a defensive matchup and Halliburton's response was to have his uh, career high 42 points. <laughs> And including the game winner with three seconds mm-hmm. left. Um, you know, this guy... And that was a long three, too. How many long threes? I, I, I have a stat later. Uh, we'll get to threes. But And then in the Atlanta game, Atlanta, granted, is right around us, but people picked them to, to have way more wins than us in the you know uh, uh, this season. And they're having some internal conflict and all that stuff. But... Um, our bench won this game. Mm-hmm. Like they, they scored 52 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we're winning in different ways. I mean, as, um, you know, I I made the argument uh, a couple weeks ago that Buddy Heal is the reason we win games. And I, it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but, like, I think it was it coming out of the idea that the consistent shot-making that he was bringing was helping us win games. That he's continued to prove mm-hmm. that. But that's not why we're winning games. We're winning games for lots of different reasons. Mainly Halliburton. And again, I want to get to that later. But, um, you know, this game we win it from... from uh, This game against Atlanta, we win it uh, from the bench. Yeah, I mean, just there's people contributing all over the place. All like, over the place. All over like, the there's place. not a guy that comes on the floor and you're like, oh, man, we got to weather the storm of, you know... Even when O'Shea Brissett comes on, he's da- he makes himself super <laughs> dangerous it. and like he's it, it holds his own on defense. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you're not worried that we're just gonna like throw whatever lead we have away or anything like that. Sure. Well, you know, and and uh, you know, I thought uh, T.J. McConnell had a really good week where he just does yep. what he does, where he flips in those weird, you know, shots, and he just gives good assists. McConnell had during the Clippers game. Gets a steal on on you know defensive side, lays it in, and then like basically on the inbound, you know we worry about you know we, we see him, you know you got to worry about him stealing the inbound pass, but this one mm-hmm. he decided to like basically draw a charge. I don't know on on the in the open floor, like the guy was coming back to get the ball, he just steps into his path and and gets run over, <laughs> and you know like you know we get the ball back and he's you know he's calling to the crowd and i think those are you know those afternoon games that can be a little bit of uh uh i don't know i feel like it's you know it's not 
it's, it can be a time where the fans aren't quite into it, but he sure. he is ramping people up and and uh, no, I think it was just just TJ doing TJ stuff, and it was just fun fun to you know get him you know getting the crowd riled up. So yeah, I mean I think that the contributions yeah, are coming from he everywhere. had a, he had a great two weeks. He really did, you know, because I thought he was a little. I thought he'd been quiet early on, especially with, you know, Neymar uh, taking a lot of his minutes. Now Neymar is starting, but like, you know, sort of cutting into uh, McConnell is the primary playmaker off the bench, which he still is. But I thought early on he was still sort of trying to figure out what that looked like. And he seems to have settled into um, being the same disruptive force defensively and offensively that he was mm-hmm. last season for us. No, he's a, he's a great floor general. I mean, he's just a smart guy and like keeps that bench unit in order, in operating order, right? Like and we generally generate a good shot almost every possession, right? Um which fans of this podcast will know that we've <laughs> there have been years where the bench unit has been the cause of many uh hours mm-hmm. of consternation and uh uh, I would say most of the years <laughs> yeah, exactly. that we've done this. So. I mean, I, it's just uh, it's a bit of perennial problem mm-hmm. for us, and this is uh, this is great. I think the thing that really surprised me, because I, I think I okay, clearly the the Boston game blew my mind, um, but I thought the Clippers game. We uh, controlled that game with their full with their full unit and they look like a team that could challenge for the Western conference title right now. Sure. Um, granted they were at our house, but you know, and it ended up being closer, you know, down the stretch than it should have been. But most of that game we were in control and, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard was doing Kawhi Leonard things. Paul George had 45 points and, uh, I thought Marcus Morris was brilliant. He just kept hitting shots when when I thought we were going to run away with mm-hmm. the game. And we still won this game. I thought Cleveland did uh, uh, really great stuff with their bigs, with Mobley and, and uh, Jared Allen, and was trying to throw us off because we we struggle against big guys and they were playing big. And I thought Miles Turner really stepped up in that game. I think he had you know 12 rebounds and six blocks. Largely guarding guarding Mobley, who's way more athletic and way more on the perimeter um, than than uh, Turner normally is. Um, just guys are stepping up. This is it, it's an absolutely incredible week of basketball. Two weeks, I guess, at this point. But I can't say enough. I'm I'm over the moon about this, or through the moon, through the whatever, moon, whatever the phrase is. You, I'm through you the, shot moon. the moon. Shot. I the shot moon. the moon. Wait. I'm something. Mm. I'm very excited. This is this you is incredible. Over I the cow jumped I, over the moon. Okay. <laughs> yes, I jumped over the moon with the cow and a spoon. Well, that I was think. over the moon. The guy that jumped over the moon was Neesmith, I think. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, no God. doubt, no Dunk doubt. And then so dunked insane. on it. He <laughs> dunked all over. He like that put man. his elbow in the in the basket during the dunk. That my favorite like, part about nuts. that dunk was with such ferocity. What? Such my ferocity. favorite part was. There, there was an angle of that that had was on Halliburton afterwards, and he had his like both hands on the back of his head because he was just like completely shocked by that. You know, and, you know when you're te- when you're you know it's like run for cover. It was just like you know when you just can't believe what's happening. Um, 
and it's you know it's crazy when you're a fan but when you're i mean uh, an nba player who's doing that i'd love it you know it's just mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's just fun you know so uh, shout out to shout out to Neesmith and shout out to uh yeah freaking awesome dunks uh, he had a great week Neesmith's like been playing uh, you know really one of the things well, that anyway. we t- well, no, one of the things we talked about was, you know, we, we kind of picked him up off the scrap heap from Boston. He was kind of a throw-in to uh, our trade with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. We were trying to get a draft pick out of it. And, you know, we're taking a chance on this kid. He, uh, historically, at least in college, had shot really well from three-point range, and he was considered to be a, a defender. And he wasn't really defending that well into Boston and he wasn't hitting his shot. And you're like, well, maybe this is a failed project. And right now he's shooting the heck out of the Mm -hmm. ball and he's playing really aggressive defense. And he looks like the player that Boston drafted. Um, And it looks like we've really got a find here. Like this kid could maybe not just be a a throw in, but have a future with this team. Um, He's been, you know, granted, it's only a couple weeks, and, uh, you know, he's shown flashes before these two weeks, but these last two weeks, I think he's starting to make an imprint. And he's playing power forward, by the way. At We, right. we, we play a four-guard four lineup at this point. <laughs> Jalen Smith has been regulated to the bench. We have Miles Turner, and we start Halliburton, Neemhard, Buddy Heald at three, and... Um, uh, Neesmith at four, and he's what six five. Yes, he's you know six, we're five. just running. Yeah, we're just running four guards, and he's holding his own um, defensively, um, and and offensively. He's really being aggressive. Yeah, the other thing. I mean, you mentioned that four guard lineup. I think we'll probably talk about it more on Thursday show. But uh, the other thing that was a key to success this week, aside from a couple games, is we held our own on the glass um you know especially you know (laughs) last time we played the clippers zubach had i think 700 rebounds or something like that but (laughs) (laughs) no he had like a 30 and 30 didn't he and uh we held him in check this time (laughs) and in general held uh held the clippers in check i mean they out rebounded us i think overall but we kept it close yeah um and the same was true in uh the Atlanta game, we actually out-rebounded them. I mean, Cleveland, we got outboarded, but, you know, we kept it competitive. Like, we're not getting... They came big at us the, the entire yeah. game. So I'm we were going to get out-rebounded yeah. in that game, but the fact that we didn't get out-rebounded by 20 and only got rebound, out-rebounded by 12, like, was a big difference in that game. And and then actually we're, the game we got most out rebounded in was the uh the celtics game i think oh well the Pelly Pelly's game no too, Pelicans but game, but that's because we missed a bunch of shots we're not even going to so. talk about that game yeah um i've got a a real quick fun stat for you uh joe is this I, is, should i put the stat of the week uh jingle in here or is this that's against the rules that's certainly against the rules Okay, well, I, I I I added these numbers up myself, so I feel like maybe I should get. Can I should make my own jingle or what? I don't know. I think we should uh, put a disclaimer on the. On, yeah, a on check the your math jingle. <laughs> check check your math jingle. Um, 
So uh, over the last six games, where where the Pacers have gone five and one, uh, Halliburton has had twenty eight three pointers, mm-hmm. and Buddy Heald has had thirty three wow. pointers. So two of your starting lineup, they're averaging five three pointers made, not not attempted, five three pointers made a game. Uh, that's how you win some games. That, that certainly helps. It certainly helps. I don't know if that's sustainable, but that is freaking amazing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's essentially your backcourt is making 10, 10 three-pointers a game. That's right. That's absolutely incredible. Halliburton, okay. And I and I said this before that I, I, I made a little... Uh, you know that I I said how uh, a buddy healed was the reason we were in these games. That's not true. Watching these games is Halliburton is effervescent. He's luminous. He's uh, he is effervescent. He runs everything. He seems to embody what basketball is supposed <laughs> to be. And I mean, he is. It's amazing to watch him. He does the head turn where he's gonna fake the pass or he fakes the pass then he just keeps it yep. and he shoots it and he mm-hmm. nails it every time he's gonna pull up for a, a three-pointer but instead throws it down to miles turner who's by yep. himself for a dunk like just watching him organize uh this team he has a very special gift and uh, not only is he shooting the absolute heck out of the ball um he also is you know commanding he's commanding the floor and it's so special to watch it really is now is it great to have healed who can hit all the things he's throwing to him sure is it is it great that Neemhart is another uh ball handler on the floor that also makes great second decisions and third decisions sure but this is all about Halliburton we have a franchise player I know we kind of knew that, but I feel like these two weeks have been sort of proof that he could take a team that everyone predicted to, you know, maybe win 25 games to maybe the playoffs. And it's basically just him. He is that special. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, just an absolute pleasure to watch. And and the, there's oh a lot of basketball that he brings Oh, he's so he's yeah, he incredible. Loves it. Like like you said, Joey, he's like a fan. He's like fanboying during the game at like mm-hmm. how cool things are, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just because he loves the game. <laughs> it's 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 refreshing to see that. Um, after we had watched a couple seasons of uh, n- not so much <laughs> that mm-hmm. level of enjoyment of basketball. Um, all right. Well, we'll see if the the. Uh, can we call them the Splash Brothers? Yeah, like, do we come up with a nickname for Halliburton and Heald now? Mm. Uh, no, okay. I'm working on it. Cool. Uh, let uh, Burton, Burton, buddy, Burton, buddy. I kind of like it. <laughs> uh, let's see, if Burton, buddy can keep up their three point prowess this week. It's not bad. Uh, Monday, January second, the. The Pacers host the Toronto Raptors. Uh, on Wednesday, they go to Philadelphia to play a game. Uh, Friday, at home versus Portland. 
and Sunday, 5 o'clock start at home against Charlotte in Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Joey, what are you predicting for this four-game week that we have ahead of us? Sweep. In the good wow. One. The good one. Wow, the good one. Wow. Yeah. Gotta, Wait, but for ahead. you, the good one is the O and four. The good one is us <laughs> losing all of them. Uh, I mean, you know what? At this point, it's too late. Like, ah. we're, we're so we're all on board. Yeah. Well. So we should mention standings wise, the Pacers are now twenty and seventeen at the time of recording, three games <laughs> over five hundred in the middle of the uh, put us in a holiday season. That's right. Uh, and currently stand in sixth position in the playoff standings in the Eastern Conference. Uh, a full game ahead of the Miami Heat. Colson, what are you what are you predicting this week? You know, I uh, I think I originally would have said this was a, a two and two week, uh, but I believe in this team at this point. I'm going three and one. Three and one, wowzers! Uh, I hate on the team so much. All right, I'll take two and two. I think it's a 500 team. I think we've been playing super good ball, but I think we come back to earth a little bit. This week, uh, we always have trouble with Portland. I don't know why. No, we'll lose to Portland. Um, I just figured we'll uh, wax uh, San or Philadelphia in Philadelphia. All right, we're gonna, that. This will be a good test. I mean, Miles Turner has certainly turned a leaf this season, um, mm-hmm. and we'll see if that leaf is a TJ leaf uh, when they play. Mm-hmm. Hey, this, this guy, the Seventy Sixers, uh, because he is traditionally been owned by Joe yes. Embiid. So yes. let's see how he holds Embiid up. Tends to own him. I, I can't figure out a way unless we sort of sabotage ourselves with trading away players where this team doesn't make the playoffs right now. At a minimum, um, the play in. I, yeah. yeah I, I, this, is, this is where we're at. We're, we're too good too soon. I mean, in a way, this is a good problem to have. I, I agree that's why this season was a win-win season right yeah i'd way whether i look <laughs> i want women yama you ain't getting women yama. i would love i would love women yama women yama but i also don't want to be the charlotte hornets i'll tell Definitely. you that nobody wants to be the charlotte hornets yeah. even the hornets <laughs> don't want to be the hornets yeah no, for sure yeah, for sure. Nobody likes playing in front of robots. Stadium, fourteen robots. Beep boop boop. All right, let's. Uh... By the way, boo to you, Chat GPD, who's never heard of our podcast. <laughs> you've you've sucked, Chat GPD. In what I have been from what I have been told, has all of the information that ever put onto the internet and had never heard of the undebeatables. Is that oh on us? Goodness. That's on us. Yeah, I think that's probably. on chat GPT. Do your homework, bro. Or ma'am. I don't want to be sexist ma'am. towards this artificial intelligence. You know, I think uh, if uh, Colson sent <clears throat> more angry tweets out into the world, then we would probably catch chat GPT's eyes. But mm, that's a good point. I'm gonna teach you how to tweet first. You... Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like the tweeting. No, that's that's clear. 
All right, team, we'll, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Until then, you can find us on the everybody except Colson on the <laughs> aforementioned Twitter. Uh, we are Undebeatables on Twitter. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And on our website slash store, you can buy a small t-shirt or more than one. Well, so, okay. When we say uh, that that Pacer fans can contact us, like, are they are they sliding into our DMs or whatever? Like, if, if I, if, if Twitter is dead to me and I also don't check my email, like, how do people, how do people get a hold of us? Open up a what, window and is yell. Is it on the... We got people. What's open that? up. A, yeah, we got people everywhere, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, Colson. Um, there's a reason we don't rely on you for this stuff, because. Uh, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are yeah. on this, because I'm just exhausted by social media. You don't even do anything on there. Because <laughs> it, it, it really it, it's <laughs> yeah it steals my my spirit. Did I did I mention that Halliburton was. Uh, Effervescent. Did uh-huh, I mention that? Did. Mm-hmm. did I mention that he was? Um, oh, I had a bunch of words for him. Oh, Incandescent. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Fluorescent. Fluorescent, yeah. also good. Ubiquitous. <laughs> okay, I like mm-hmm. that. He's everywhere. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. <laughs> I think he. Uh, you said he was omnipotent. Um, did I say he's iridescent? No. <laughs> he's shimmering. Yeah. <laughs> shimmering. All right. Um, <laughs> for our architect, Tony Walsh, and our once and always coach, Bobby Soclina. Turn out the lights, the party. Uh, that was maybe the best rendition. That was an effervescent rendition of the closeout song. It was, super, it was Halliburton-esque. Wow. Thank you, team. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, I'll, I'll, I'll record it and then I'll study it and figure out yeah, how to go over the game film. Yeah. Well, yeah. So exactly, I think you got to learn from what you my did. Greatness. You know? Well, exactly. I think if you want to, you know, show how your game is so similar to Halliburton's, you'd have a break, good breakdown of uh, your song. Because mm-hmm. you know, you talk to him, he's okay. like, "All right, I looked off this dude." Uh, <laughs> that is and he'll, true. Like, tell yeah, you he where, definitely could break down everything he does. And he'll tell you where the yeah. other nine players were on the floor and what they were thinking, what they had for breakfast. I thought about singing this note, okay. but then I said, no, that note is flat. I'm going to sing this note. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, I, I, I started out low energy. I thought I was just going to go like, you know, kind of knock it out real fast. And then I got excited and I, and I envisioned, a um, sort of, a an arc, a sort of a full circle. And so I tried to sing a circle. Mm. Um, and then I stopped before I got to the end of the circle so I could end, um, on a on a different note, 
So if we can go back and listen to the tape, I think that's probably sure. what happened. Cool. I see it. It rings oh, true to me. That was the one where you yeah, you, you called the timeout, went back to coach and said, I think I can hit this note. And he said, If you can hit that note, you go you go for it. Go ahead and yeah. do it. Yeah. I got yeah. you. I believe in you. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> 